It's auction day. It's a day full of nerves, excitement, terror and heart palpitations. But it doesn't have to be, especially if you're in the know. Today we talk about how to prepare ourselves as a buyer for the auction day nerves and arm ourselves with the right knowledge of what to expect on auction day. Welcome to Real Estate Right, where we talk to top experts on how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your hosts are Grant Kennedy and Sue Langada. Real Estate Right is making its way up the charts with its fabulous guests, great content and regular weekly episodes. To get on the bandwagon, you need to subscribe, rate and review us to show us how much you love getting all the information you want about real estate but can't get anywhere else. All in the one place. Francis Morello, the director of Morello Auctions, is an REIV member and approved auctioneer. Known for his tagline, let's go shopping. Francis is passionate about auctions, not only on auction day with all the procedures, but also helping agents with their entire auction process, including getting buyers to the auction and educating the vendors so they are ready for their big day. Welcome, Francis. Yay. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? What an introduction. <laughs> it's a great introduction. Um, now, what got you into auctioning in the first place? I, I was quite shy um, when I was younger and I remember sort of just breaking out of my shell one day. And um, as an adult, I kind of felt like the same sort of thing was happening. And I was, um, was not very good at public speaking. And I saw a competition for um, auctioneering and I, I watched my boss at the time and I loved watching him conduct auctions and Never thought that I'd be able to do it, um, yeah. but then one day I said, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna um, <laughs> enter myself into this competition, throw myself in the deep end." And yeah. um, I did it. Um, I was extremely nervous and scared as soon as I did that. Yeah. But I practiced every single day, and um, and I ended up winning. I, I won the number one young auctioneer of the year for Victoria and Tasmania in 2010. Awesome. So yeah. that was pretty. Yeah, and now we are here. Yeah, now it's we're here. Your, it's your job. It's what you do. You make money out of it. Yay. 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 I love doing it. It's my passion. Yay. Um, okay. So into the questions, what are some of the questions we should be asking an auctioneer or agent as a buyer leading up to the auction day? Yeah, cool. So um, first of all, I think it's important to understand, um, you know, the terms of the sale, so deposit, settlement, um, yeah. even even you know where the comparable sales are at, um, any the normal questions that you would ask an estate agent, um, where the competitive competition is at, if there's any other uh, bidders that are planning to attend the auction, if there's anything yeah. that they need to know um, specifically about the auction, um, obviously yeah. asking for a, a copy of the Section 32 contract of sale. So, yeah, interesting that you say... Um you know, about the competition because usually you're sort of not sure if that's a question you should be asking or, you know, it's something that they'll actually reveal. But you say that they'll be pretty open to that answer? Um, well, I mean, it could give you a bit of an indication as to, you know, your strategy on auction day. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, it's, I mean, it, I think it's a great idea to, a great thing to sort of understand whether you're going to be the only bidder there um, or if you're going to have a lot of competition there on the day mm. as well. Because it's, it, it, then it's, it's going to help you um, determine whether you need to go and speak with your broker and, um, you know, maybe increase your finance. Um, mm. You know, there's, it, there could be a whole range of things that you might be able to, um, to find out in preparation prior to the day. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's it's it it means something. Yeah, definitely. I'm planning my day out. You know, I've got kids yep. to soccer games to go to and I've got, you know, shopping to do and all that stuff. So how much time should I allow from the auction to signing the paperwork and putting the sold sticker on the board? Is it going to take me all day or is it is it going to take me like 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to put it this way. Um if you're about to buy a home and it's going to be a family home, then it's going to be a pretty important day. Um, so shopping yeah. might need to go on hold just for this one day. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the kids, you know, maybe, maybe somebody else can look after the kids and take them around. Look, it's not going to take you all day. Typically an auction can go, you know, can take anywhere. The open for inspection starts half an hour prior to the auction. Um, so if you yeah. wanted to attend the entire inspection, you can get there half an hour prior to the auction. Um, we can turn yeah. up just, you know, 10 minutes before the auction, whatever you'd like to do. I'd recommend getting there a little bit earlier, having a chat, seeing who the auctioneer is, sussing out your competitors. Um, And then uh, the auction could take anywhere from, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Um, Again, just depending on on, um, your competition, if there's a lot of bidders there. Um, if, yeah. if it sells to you and you're the highest bidder, then you go inside and sign the paperwork and that might take, you know, again, another 30, 45 minutes by the time you've done everything. Um, yeah. if, you, if, it, if it gets passed into you and you've got to negotiate, it could take, you know, another hour, an hour and a half, a couple of hours. Really just depends. So don't put a time frame to it. It's a really important yeah. day if you're about to buy a property. Yeah. Um, so essentially four hours time. could be the big the big thing and then there could be you know some after like if it's still negotiating it could go into like six o'clock at night eight o'clock yeah. at night it you know with lots of phone calls and stuff couldn't it yeah yeah definitely I mean I think my latest night was about one o'clock in the morning um, when I oh, was okay. an estate agent um, sort of going back yeah. and forth back and forth the owners the buyers they really wanted the deal done but they neither of them were budging and I was going back and forth um, so it was finished up about one o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> that's insane but if it needs to be done it needs to be done yeah okay what is all that auctioneer ramble on about before the bidding starts you know how you got the uh, there's lots of rambling isn't that where you're just like i just want the biddings to start what's going on yeah, yeah. so what's all that so about? yeah so um there's a couple of different things there's a there's a your preamble i guess so um there's certain things that you've got to go through as an auctioneer um, and yeah. the uh, the sale of land uh, public auction regulations. So Schedule One, um, yeah. so uh, is, is I guess ninety percent of my auctions are a Schedule One auction, which means that they're um, it allows for vendor bids, and that yeah. there are going to be no co-owners bidding. But there's um, there's four. Well, I guess there's five other schedules because there's an alternative to Schedule One. But um, so that's important to understand and listen to. Um, yeah. It's going to go through the contract, the terms of the sale again. So it's going to, it, you know, the auctioneer is going to tell you what the settlement terms are, what the deposit is going to be. Um, 
there's, yeah. there's a bit of information in there. They're going to go through some of the stuff that you already know, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, the local schools yeah. and shops and all of that, that you would have already done your research. And, You're trying to sell it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know what? I think, <laughs> and, and, and for me, I've been on the other side as well as a, as a bidder. Um, and it is mm. really nerve-wracking to be on that side. And you just want, <laughs> sometimes you just go, hurry up and start the bidding because I'm really nervous. So um, for me as an auctioneer, I try and keep that whole preamble rules, um, have a quick chat about the property um, to four and a half minutes. Try and keep it under five minutes is my goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not all auctioneers are like you, are they? No, some of them go for about 10, oh, 10 15 minutes one day. I yeah, I thought it was it was pretty painful. Yeah. So, why is it important for the auctioneer to say all of that? Is it obviously because there's a law to say it, essentially, isn't there? Yeah. So again, it's it's to make it clear what the terms of the sale are. So, ten percent deposit, settlement, thirty, sixty, ninety days, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, as I said, so the the, the rules. There's ninety um, percent of auctions that I've conducted, and I would say most auctioneers are a Schedule One auction, which means that. Um, there are no um, co-owners that intend to bid um, yeah. and there's there's vendor bidding which is allowed. Um, there's an alternative to Schedule 1 um, which is that um, there's no vendor bidding and there's also no co-owner bidding. Yeah. So Schedule co-owner schedule. bidding would be something like, say, a couple are divorcing and mm. one of them wants to buy the other one out. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's but you know it's 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 the court has said it's got to go to auction. So um, yeah, you know one of them wants to keep it. So um, mm. yeah, and yeah. there's as I said, there's 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 another four schedules. Um, you know, which could determine whether vendor bidding um, can be um, is going to happen or not, and whether um, co-owners are going to bid or not, and you know how yeah. many of them are going to bid as well. Because sometimes it might be you know two two or more co-owners are going to bid. Yeah, so it's yeah interesting to know that because you don't really think of that side of the auction process, do you? That there could be others who have interest in it, who actually have or have an interest in it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and again, it's, it could be a good question to ask. Um, you know, the agent, the auctioneer, prior to the auction, again, are any of the um, co-owners intending on bidding? Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, that they, they're going to, um, they're going to, they're going to read those rules out. And, um, yeah. You know, prior to the auction, but a good question to ask also. Yeah. 90% of the time, it'll be a no. Because as you said, it's part of your strategy. Yeah. So is it better to watch and wait to see who your competition is before bidding or just better to show your interest and get the bidding going? Everybody has their own strategy. So, um, you know, when professional mm-hmm. bidders come along to an auction, a, um, a buyer's advocate, somebody's going to bid on behalf yeah. of a um, of, of a bidder, of a buyer. Um, generally, yeah. I watch them coming strong and they, um, you know, they'll be the one to open up the bidding and they'll open it up at a strong bid and, um, yeah. and, and they'll be, you know, I guess, quite loud and dominant throughout the entire auction. As soon as somebody bids, they'll come back quickly. They don't muck around. They don't wait. Um, I watch a lot of buyers wait around and hold back and like to have that element of surprise at the very last minute. Um, yeah. As an as an auctioneer, I love it when somebody starts the bid nice and low um, because it flushes out a lot of buyers. Buyers go, well, ah, geez, I can I can pay more than that. And, um, you know, I might join into the auction and it helps them feel a little bit comfortable. So my tactic, if I was um, going to an auction, I would start it out. Um, with an aggressive start-off bid. Um, and yeah. as soon as somebody bids, I'd come back really quickly because too many times I've, I've you know, 
spoken to a buyer, an underbidder after the auction, and and they've said, you know, we just we went over our budget, but you know, we decided that we weren't going to bid anymore um, because that buyer was just going to come back. They they had really deep pockets, and um, and then you're signing up that buyer, and and the buyer's just going, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much I've gone over my budget. Wow, like that other buyer kept on pushing me. Um, but it's just, yeah. you know, I, I think it's I, I, my tactic is to be be aggressive, come in strong, come in hard and um, keep bidding. But again, everybody's different. Awesome. Yeah. It's more about the nerves, isn't it? That's what they just want to see how things are. But it's also, you know, the house that you really, really, really want to buy, you should probably do some practice bidding first, shouldn't you? Like go to a houses that you know that you're not going to buy yep. just to get that practice in, yeah. if you like. Yep. Yep. Or go to charity auctions. <laughs> and and you know what i think and another good question as a buyer if you're nervous about bidding um i I think even asking the agent or the auctioneer prior to the auction if you get to the open for inspection um is Mm. what what is what is a good opening start where would you like um the bidding to start because sometimes they'll tell you and quite often at an auction that i'll attend um, the agent will say francis can you go and have a chat a chat with that buyer um, and I'll, they're a little bit mm. nervous and I'll, I'll introduce myself and just let them know that, um, you know, we're going to be looking for an opening bid. Let's call it round number, $500,000. Um, you know, yeah. if you're welcome, you're welcome to, um, to start it out there if you'd like and I'll take rises of 20. Um, or yeah. the other thing is a lot of times, most times an auctioneer will make a recommendation, recommended start as well. Um, so one, yeah. an auction term is state the bid, nominate the rise. So you don't even have to yell out um, in most cases, hopefully, if the auctioneer states the yeah. bid and nominates the rise, all you have to do is place your hand in the air. Um, you'll say $500,000 yeah. now looking for a rise of 20. And then you place your hand in the air and there you're at $520,000 by that 20 now. <laughs> Take it to 540. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of ways. Yeah. Now I've got a listener question here. Uh, Tracy from Endeavour Hills has found a home she loves. She's been to the opens, looked at every single bit of information about the property on the internet and absolutely has to have this home. But she's seriously nervous about uh, the auction process. What can she do to make sure the agent and the auctioneer knows she's interested in the property and combat the nerves? Good question. So uh, it is really important, I believe, to let the agent know that you're interested in the property. Too many buyers, again, try to take that element of surprise and want to fly under the radar. Um, so yeah. you know, there's a chance a property might sell prior. Um, and if that happens, yeah. and if you don't, and if you haven't let the agent know that you're interested, then um, it, it might sell and the agent might not have gotten... Um, a chance to call you to say it's about to sell prior interested in putting in an offer. So definitely yeah. let the agent know that you, that you are interested. You don't have to reveal at what level um, until you know, the mm-hmm. time comes, I guess. Um, and about combating nerves. Again, um, it, it is a really nerve, nerve wracking thing to do. Go and call, um, bid at, a, at an auction. And even I bid sometimes on behalf of friends. I go to an auction, they'll ask me if I can bid for them. Yeah. And I get nervous being on the other side. <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> you know and it's not even my money so i can't imagine how nerve-wracking it must be for people who just you know aren't in the real estate game whatsoever again i think you know yeah. go to as many auctions as you can um get to yeah. the auction early um attend the open for inspection have a chat with the auctioneer introduce yourself to him if he's friendly if it's me i'll i'll, I'll be friendly 
sometimes the agents will sort of stand by you, won't they, just to sort of help you along a little bit if they know mm. that you're genuinely interested. Definitely. Yeah. If it's a good agent, um, then, you know, let them know, you know, I, I might need a little bit of help. Or if you've got a family member, um, somebody's got a little, or a friend, somebody's got a little bit of confidence, um, take yeah. them along and, and, and get them to help you um, with your bidding as well. Yeah. But make sure you nominate who's bidding, not both of you bid at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't compete <laughs> against each other. That's a horrible strategy. <laughs> yeah. well, here's a little snippet of Francis in action to take us to the break. We will have more from Francis Morello from Morello Auctions after the break. The property will be auctioning here today, number 104, Highfield Drive here in Langwarren South. A whopping 10 acres, a barn-style workshop, machinery shedding, beautiful and private, located at the end of the country laneway. So without any further ado, let's go shopping anywhere you like, buyers, to kick it off. At $1,600,000, good opportunity. There's your competition now, live and exclusive, firm and concise. 165, I would welcome into you there as well, sir, competition. So we say 17, 17's here at $1,700,000 and my advice sir retaliate quickly at $1,750 if you like and it is at $1,750 $1,800,000 now at $1,850,000 9, 1. 9 it is $1,950,000 it's against you here sir at $1,950,000 $2,000,000 the bid $2,050,000's here at $2,050,000 we done silent finished selling selling so congratulations to our successful bidder here today You're listening to Real Estate Right. I'm Sue Langada and I'm on today with Francis Morello from Morello Auctions talking about what to expect on auction day. So Francis, why does an auctioneer sometimes refuse bids during an auction? So um, as the auctioneer, this, the Sale of Land Act um, does state that the auctioneer may dictate the amount, that the, I guess the amount that the bidding may be increased. Um, yeah. And so the auctioneer has every right to refuse a bid. The reason why he will, and let's say, for example, that the reserve price is a million dollars and the statement of information has been 950 to a million and 45, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, My math is horrible. Um, (laughs) Yeah, 10 percent. So, um, (laughs) but but the reserve, but the reserve price is a million dollars. and then somebody's opened up the bid at a ridiculously low level, or even if it hasn't been opened up at a ridiculously low level and they've opened it up at $850,000, and then somebody said, well, $851,000. Now, if we're going to do $1,000 bids for $200,000, we're going to be there for a very long time, and then you definitely need to um, cancel your whole day. You definitely can't go shopping, and you'll definitely (laughs) need somebody to go and pick up the kids. It's going to be there for – we're going to be there for ages. So – um, that's yeah. that's why an auctioneer will will refuse bids if it's just too far away. The bids are too low, um, and, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully he's going to be nice and friendly about it and recommend. Yeah. Um, you know, again, nominate the right. Yeah, yeah. So usually, if it's at eight fifty, you'd be looking at for twenty, maybe ten thousand dollar bids, not the one thousand. Yeah. yeah. So, as you said, bid with confidence. One thousand dollar bids aren't confident unless it's at the tail end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, why do auctioneers go in to confer with a vendor? So quite often an auctioneer will go in to have a chat with the vendors during the auction for a number of different reasons. Um, one, yeah. because 
quite a lot of buyers expect that that's going to happen and a lot of buyers will wait for the auctioneer to go in and have a chat with the vendor and then come out and then they'll start bidding again because they expect that that's what's going to happen um, sometimes uh, an auctioneer will go in not even just once I, i've gone sometimes in two or three times to have a chat with the vendors um and, yeah. and have made the recommendation i know we're we're you know a little bit below your reserve price um yeah. But my recommendation is put it on the market now because we've got a number of bidders out there that have expressed interest in well in excess of the level that we've got, and um, yeah. but they just they just want to hear those magic words. It's on the market, um, yeah. And 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 quite often they'll say, okay, no worries, we'll trust you. And we go out there and we announce that, and then we get a wave of bidding. We get well in excess of the reserve price. The people that were holding back finally start bidding, um, you yeah. know, and we get a great result for everybody around. Um, my 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 preference is not to have a break. I call it a non-referral yeah. auction. It's the ultimate auction for me. It's when I go out, um, ask for a bid, make a recommended start. Somebody takes my lead, goes from there, twenty thousand dollar rises. We get to the reserve price. We're on the market. We're selling. We're playing for keeps. Sold. Yeah, it's probably about what eighty percent would refer almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, probably yeah. about seventy-five, eighty percent would go inside, have a break, have a chat with the vendors. Um, and again, sometimes it could be a tactic. Sometimes it's just because they know that the buyers are expecting that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And because you've always had that conversation with the owners prior, haven't you? You're at where's your reserve. You've had the conversation. It's just more to calm the nerves, make everything happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Process. Yeah, if things are stalling, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it might be just, you know, uh, and, and you can't plan an auction um, as much as you try to. Um, you know, yeah. sometimes there's just, your plan just goes completely out the window. So, um, you know, sometimes I might just have a pause, have a break, run inside and say to the vendor, look, I know that we suggested having a vendor bid at this level here, um, but this is what I want to do um, and this is why. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 could, it could be a range of things. It's a strategy on both sides. Strategy on both sides, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what does it mean when a property is passed in? So passed in means that the property hasn't sold. Um, yeah. So the passed in, the property could be passed in on a genuine bid, which means that it's passed in yeah. to the highest bidder, but it hasn't reached the reserve price and it's not a level where the vendors are willing to sell. Um, yeah. Or it could pass in on a vendor bid, which is a bid that the auctioneer is allowed to place on behalf of the vendor. My recommendation to all buyers, and I'll always, um, I will always say on auction day, if I'm about to pass it in on a vendor bid, that if you are yeah. interested and you have come with the intention to purchase a property, you need to place a bid because the highest bidder gets the first right to come inside um, and to treat the vendor's reserve price or find out what the vendor's reserve yeah. price is. If the property, yeah. um, the underbidder has to wait and uh, until that highest bidder has walked outside. Now, not, I would say 90% of the time, um, that highest bidder has then walked outside with the contract in their hand and a sold sticker about to go up on the board. And the underbidder yeah. is, well, how come we didn't get an opportunity to place a bit, put a, put a, you know, put our foot forward? Because um, you weren't the last because, bidder. Because you weren't the last bidder. So, um, and, and then, yeah. you know what, the ultimate... The, like the absolute worst case scenario is we pass it in on a vendor bid and there's two interested bidders 
um, doesn't happen a lot of my auctions because most of the agents that I work for are, are very good at educating the um, their, their buyers before the auction day. Um, yeah. But for the buyers out there, um, if you're going on to auction and you think you're going to hold back um, and then you're just going to let it pass in, if, if it passes in and you're going to negotiate and there's another buyer that did exactly the same thing, um, it becomes like an auction behind closed doors. It's not transparent. Yeah. The thing that I love about auctions is it's completely transparent. You know where your competitor is. You know what the last bid is. Um, you know, if there's three or four agents, one agent will be talking to you. The other agent will be talking to the other buyer and, um, you know, taking different mm. offers. Um, and and, and, and you, it, it won't be as transparent. So definitely, if you've, yeah. if you've gone with the intention to bid, bid. If it's at a level where you are willing to pay higher and it's a vendor bid, place a bid put your stamp on it, make sure that the property gets passed into you if it does get passed in. Definitely. Okay. And so what does it mean when the auctioneer's hand or gavel hits the contract? Sold. Sold, yeah. But I believe there's also something in between that, yes, you've been the last bidder, you've hit the sold contract. Are you legally bound at that stage or are you legally bound when you sign? Technically speaking, you know, once con- papers are signed and, 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 and money is exchanged hands, then the property is then sold. Um, yeah. It'd be a pretty terrible thing. And it has happened to me once um, yeah. when, you know, we, I sold it to the, um, to the highest bidder, announced it sold. And straight after the auction, um, you know, we, we were all excited and brought the buyers in and they didn't want to come inside. And the wife, it was a husband and wife, and she, and she was just, yeah. Um, she, yeah, she, she's like, we, I, 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 she's got cold feet. Um, so that's why um, it can happen the other way around. Obviously, nothing's a done deal until it's signed and, yeah. the, you know, the contract's signed um, and a deposit has. And that's why you get whisked off so quickly. You want to as well, because if you're serious and you want to purchase that property, because the vendors might change their mind. Yeah, they might go, oh, actually, we think you could have got another 10, 10 grand for yeah. that. Mm. You just, we just change our reserve. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they can't, but like, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, you just don't want to have those issues. So you don't, you, you know, you, yeah. you go in and, you know, just don't muck around. I, I, if I was a buyer and, I would, and I'd purchase the property, um, I, I'd want to get in there and just get everything done as quickly as possible myself as well. Yeah. Just not, yeah. Um, so that you can go and celebrate. And then you hopefully. can go shopping. No. <laughs> then you can go shopping, pick up the kids. <laughs> I remember doing oh, way back in my martial white days, like so I was the advertising um, manager, and they reported back on the Monday morning meeting that this lady had gone for her morning walk and saw this auction in progress and then thought she would, you know, bid on it. She ended up buying the place. And then she was asking, look, you know, I, I just went for a walk while my roast was cooking. How long is this going to take? Because I'm worried my roast is in the oven. <laughs> And it's gonna burn. <laughs> it's crazy. Some of the oh my gosh! Like I feel like I could write a book with all the stories that I have about you know different things that happened at auctions and even when I was an agent and I was um, you know running campaigns myself. But um, yeah. you know, I've it's ha- it's even happened to me a couple of times where somebody's like hurt, bought the property and they said, "Well, can I come inside now and have a look at what I've bought?" And I think you serious. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I remember doing a property in South Caulfield and I'd only done it oh, probably about six months beforehand. 
And the buyer ended up not seeing the property at all. Like he bought it just sight unseen because he knew it was a development property. He he saw it a week prior to the settlement and then realized it was a sloping block. And he goes, oh, it's going to cost me X amount of money to excavate it, to make it, you know, the pro- project that I want to do. And he went ahead with the settlement, but then put it straight back on the market. And then he Go ended on. up getting an extra hundred grand for doing that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> You just you just don't know who your buyer is going to be and how yeah. flippant they are. Yeah. Now, lastly, how do I pay my deposit? Go on to the checkbooks. How do I pay my deposit now that the checkbook's gone? Yep. So you can um, have a chat. Again, another question that you could speak with the agent about if you're before the auction, if you're interested, um, have a chat with them, mm-hmm. find out what their preference is. Some mm-hmm. agents um, will be happy for you to do a bank transfer of um, as, you know, whether it be $20,000 on the day yeah. and the balance to be paid on the Monday. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's once money has, is attached to a contract, then it's, it's, it's legally binding. So, um, okay. you know, you've, 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 you've got to come up with the goods afterwards once you've, once you've done that. So, <laughs> it's the money, not the signature. <laughs> that happens quite a lot. Or, you know, you, you can go and get a bank check for a certain amount, depending on the value of the property. Um, doesn't have to be the, the you know, exactly 10% yeah. on the day um, on the contract. The agent will write of which X amount has been paid, the balance of X to be paid by and whatever date that is. Um, yeah, so have a chat with the agent. Um, you know, yeah. you might have the ability to transfer hundreds of thousands of dollars and they might let you do the whole transfer on the day. Okay, so congratulations, you've bought a house. Yes. Yay, you know, because we've signed, we've, we've paid the deposit. Yep. <laughs> Thanks so much, Francis. You are as entertaining as ever with your wit and prowess. Can you tell us some of the benefits of using a freelance auctioneer? Yes, this is a very good question. So... The best way, to, I think the best way to put this, and I come up with this um, earlier in the year, yeah. most people when they're selling a property, um, it's their biggest asset that they've ever owned or one of their biggest assets. Um, it's a significant amount of money, right? Yeah. If you're about to go to court, mm-hmm. um, say somebody's suing you for $50,000 and there's going to be a legal battle. Yeah. You're going to hire a lawyer. $50,000 is a lot less than the value of your home. You're going to hire a lawyer. Then when you go into court, your lawyer's going to um, bring in a barrister. Yeah. Um, so it's like the agent that you list with, they're your lawyer. They're going to do all the groundwork. They're going to talk to the buyers, run the campaign. A lot of real estate agents try to be a jack of all trades. My recommendation is find somebody who's going to run the campaign. The barrister is the auctioneer steps in and he just does his part. And there's two good things about that because then the agent that's been speaking with the buyers during the campaign can go up and help them, assist them with their bidding, especially if they're nervous. The vendor, you the vendor, um, you're the judge and the buyers are the jury. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the uh, the biggest, um, biggest reasons why you should use a freelance auctioneer. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of agents have will will run the campaign, and the director does the auctions, and that's also, um, I think, a good example. And there are plenty of agents out there that like to run their own auctions and conduct the campaign, and and that works yeah. for me. I believe the benefits of a freelance auctioneer. It's just somebody who focuses on one thing; that's their thing. Um, yeah. You don't need to worry about doing anything like that. You can just, you know, 
speak with your buyers, make them feel comfortable, help them out, assist them with their bidding. Yeah. Like Melbourne loves an auction. Most of your work would be on the outskirts of Melbourne, wouldn't it? Or would it, do you do a lot of in-city stuff as well? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, geez, I, I, I get around on a Saturday. Sometimes I, I can do up to 300 kilometres on a Saturday. So, um, you know, yeah. I might, I, I've, I've had a day where I've started in Frankston or Narry Warren, um, you know, worked through yeah. Patterson Lakes, Dingley Village, crossed over to Glen Waverley, Mount Waverley, um, and then sort of come through to Caroline Springs, St Albans. Um, you know, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, you can do a lot of travel. I, I yeah. sort of, I go everywhere. Okay, so I believe you have an offer for real estate agents who choose to use Morello Auctions. Can you tell us about it? Sure. So I've got quite a few agents that use me already. Um, if you've not used me before, I'm happy to offer a 50% discount on your first auction. Um, so you can um, you can come in and um, I can help you through the process. And um, yeah, the first auction, half price. After that, um, obviously it'll be full price, but um, hopefully we'll be able to do a lot yeah. more auctions together. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks so much, Francis, for coming on to Real Estate Right today. Um, to contact Francis, call him on 0415 979 891 or go to morelloauctions.com.au. That's M-O-R-E-L-L-O-A-U-C-T-I-O-N-S.com.au. Sounds good. Great. Yep. Let's go um, shopping. Let's go shopping. <laughs> Next week, we have John Moyne from Harcourts in Echuca to talk to us about buying in regional Victoria. It's going to be a great episode about all the different things you need to know when you are converting from city living to country living. Don't miss it. Real Copyright is a Real Copyright production, hosted, written and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, Zoom for our video link, Grant Kennedy for helping me with sound effects and Francis Morello for his auction audio. If you would like to ask one of our experts a question on this podcast, email your questions to sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right. Baby, you